This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. My website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. I have in the studio with me Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He's been a friend of mine since the 1980s. And he's with me today. He pastors the, the Langata Deliverance Church. Yes. And I've been there different times. And actually, I was there when they were in a tent. Then I've been in it since they've had their building right now. Wonderful building. We praise God for it. So, Bishop, welcome to America once again. Well, I'm so glad to be here. It's always a joy for me to come. And every time I'm in Washington, World Ministries International Headquarters has been my stop every time I'm here, and I'm so excited to be here. We're so happy to have you. I know that we go a long ways back. I appreciate men of God that have Mm -hmm. something to say, that can speak in context. They understand the scriptures, and you and I love Kenya. We love America. Amen, amen. And so, you know, I live there personally. Yes, I raised my children there. In Kenya. Yeah, they went to Roslyn Academy, and they graduated, and uh, now I'm still going in and out of Kenya as we've had offices there. Yes. Over the years, I've shared, clear back to President Moy's time, gave a prophecy that reached the nation with Moy. Actually, I had the favor, I believe, of President Moy because God gave me seven pages concerning his cabinet. Yeah which revealed two traitors in his cabinet. Right. So even though the message, the warning for Kenya, you know, maybe he didn't like it, he left his hands off me because he knew it was God. He knew it was God. And uh, so I've been sharing that warning for Kenya ever since 1992 publicly. Right, right. But uh, it revealed two members of his cabinet that were traitors. And President Moy, I had his favor. And Mm. so nobody touched me even though I gave warnings throughout Kenya, everywhere I went, mm-hmm. and I still do. Yeah. Not only Kenya, but around the world, America. America <laughs> needs to repent because America is in deep trouble, just like Kenya. Yes, yes. And so both of these nations need a word from God, and if we really give God's word, I believe then God protects us. Bishop? Yeah, one of the greatest things that everybody needs to understand is the role of the church in influencing society. Yes, yes. Because we are ambassadors of Christ. Totally. And I believe that the any good that would happen in any country will so much depend on the power of the church. And especially the church can find a place of unity. I can testify. Yes. The reason we have what we have in Kenya right now is because of a position that was taken by the evangelical church when we felt threatened about the election coming last year in August, and we felt that one of the side of the election were people who wanted to muzzle the church, who wanted to do things that were going to be positive to the church. And so, for the first time, a good number of evangelical leaders started feeling comfortable with the current president, Dr. William Ruto, and we started praying specifically. We had a lot of prayers in the current, which was his residence. It seems like there was a very, very united position of many Pentecostal evangelical churches that were feeling threatened by the side of opposition. And you see, some bishops would say, we are called to minister. 
if you want us to vote against you, just try to interfere with the freedoms that we enjoy as evangelical pastors. Because we know we are called to preach. So we don't want anybody who can interfere with the, the liberties of preaching in the marketplace, in the crusades, overnight prayer meetings. All that is what characterizes the Pentecostal movement. Yes, yes. So anybody who would come and insinuate that they want to close the small churches, we all started small. You have mentioned about the tent. Yes. I started in a tent. I know. And when I began, I began with about 14 members, you know. <laughs> but we grew up to what we are today. I was, want to say the church need to be a voice in every nation. I believe I gave you a copy of the book I wrote because I, I, you know, I write books. And one of the books I have written uh, is that the church is the moral compass of the nation. Totally. Moral compass. Totally. Meaning, as goes the church, so goes the nation. Totally. And I reference in that book a quotation by the founding father of the nation of Kenya, Mzee Jomo Kenyatta, a quote from Media House in Zambia. And this is what Mzee Jomo Kenyatta said. And this one, I can talk about it and it really blesses my heart. Jomo Kenyatta, the one who founded the nation of Kenya, said, the church is the moral conscience of any community. Totally. And should be able to tell any community what is wrong and what is right in every given situation. I wish all the presidents of the world agreed with that because then we would have better nations because the church will be given her place to talk. I totally agree. I wish President Biden would agree with that. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me share... For over 20 years on this warning program, now, if you've just tuned in, I have Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He pastors the Deliverance Church in Langata. That's in Nairobi, Kenya. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter where you're watching or where you're listening from. Mm -hmm. This program goes around the world. If you're watching or listening, welcome. And we're talking about the church and how it's the moral compass of a nation. You've heard me say that you can look at a nation and you can see the health of the church or if the church is not healthy. Yes. Jeffrey? Yes, that's very, very true. The spiritual climate of a nation in terms of godliness and moral conscious and moral health depends on the church. Totally. If the church does not uphold to certain moral values, if the church is compromised, and you have known me for a long time, one of the things that I've guarded with every fiber of my being is to be compromised. And I thank God for the grace to speak. I apparently am one of the executive board members of the Evangelical Alliance of Kenya. Good. And I also serve in the executive of the Africa Evangelistic Enterprise because of my evangelism passion, heading the mission uh, task force. And I'm very, very clear in my mind that God has called me to preach. And God has called me to be an example of the believer in the way that I carry myself, in the way I conduct myself. And I, I should be, at any given time, be unwilling to compromise with anybody who is anti-God, somebody who is working against the church. We would never, never, I would never... 
I would unapologetically state my position that I want God glorified in the nation of Kenya and the same thing in the, in the, in the nation of America. Because I usually tell people, I think I'm a stakeholder in America because all my daughters live here with their families. Yes. My yes. grandsons are being raised here. Uh, except one of one of my, of course, my son is back in Kenya. But all my girls, and I have three girls. This is their home. They are all. They are all. Resi- they are all. Some of them have already actually obtained the citizenship, and one of them was born here. So that one was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I was when I was going to school here. Yeah, I know your family. I know your daughters. Wonderful women. Yeah. One of them was with you when you spoke at, at World Ministries International for the staff and their families the yes. other night. Yes. And uh, again, I have with me Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He pastors Langata Deliverance Church, Nairobi, Kenya. And we're talking about, again, the moral compass of a nation. So ever, wherever you're watching, uh, on radio, on television, social media, welcome. Now... Jeffrey, you know, I've been speaking all over the world. Yes. Just about in every continent and yeah. uh, except for Antarctica. Yeah. And I'm, I'm scheduled already to go next year to Korea, to the World Holy Spirit Conference. I'm yes. scheduled to go back to Israel, to the parliament. Yeah. I'm going to Kenya in January. Mm-hmm. Be going to uh, South America, Colombia to, to speak to thousands of uh, apostles over there. Right. Because... Again, it's the same message that the church is responsible for the health of a nation. If the church is strong, the Mm -hmm. nation can be strong. That's right. But if the church is weak Mm -hmm. or compromises, the nation falls apart. The nation falls apart. That is very, very very certain. I'm glad to hear you've been in South Korea because uh, I've also been invited. Uh, I may not come to speak, but at least I'll be a delegate in that conference. Uh, I'm glad to hear you, and of course you'll be in Kenya as well. We, one of the things that uh, makes me admire you as a person is because you're very forthright in what you believe, and that is why you have been a prophetic voice over the nations. One thing about people who operate in the prophetic is that they're not afraid of anybody. You know? <laughs> I, 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 I know that because I, I worked very closely, and I still do, with a a man who operates in the prophetic, his name is uh, Apostle Emmanuel Kule, uh, Emmanuel Nuhukule of Kavachan, Nigeria. A wonderful, wonderful man given to intercession. He has a very big prayer center right in that northern section of Nigeria. And uh, what I've known about him is that he's he operates with such a sharp uh, prophetic argument and and also anointing, and and he is not afraid. He has he tells people very hard things, but he tells them because it's the Lord who had spoke who has spoken. And in Kenya, he has come several times and told us some things, and people are afraid. Why did he say that? <laughs> and he tells us, say, don't don't be afraid. I'm the one who has said it, and I'm here. <laughs> if anyone wants to come for me, this is where I am. <laughs> I really admire those kind of men and women who speak for God. And I think it's a very, very great ministry that God has entrusted you. And also to be a voice, not only in America, in Israel, in South America, and everywhere you go. You've told me with the Eagles ministry, you've been going across many states here in the U.S. 
uh, with that uh, message uh, for the last uh, several years now? Yeah, we've covered in the last couple of years over over 40 states in America just yeah. returned from, from a tour because we need a great awakening. Yes. Uh, we have to have a great awakening in America. Mm. Uh, they're trying to topple the republic. We have uh, – it's basically – the new world order, the communist uh, manifesto coming to pass. They're trying to, again, oh, yeah. take away the freedoms of the church. Yes. Take away the freedoms of the nation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Donald Trump has been indicted time after time because he's for the sovereignty of America. Mm. They're trying to destroy him. And my concern is, where is the church? Why aren't they praying? Why aren't they shouting out? Mm. Why aren't they trying to protect fraud and things like this? I mean, uh, the other side is literally trying to destroy America, take away our rights, put Mm -hmm. us under, if we want to say, tyranny. And uh, we have got to, the church, ladies and gentlemen, the church has got to be salt and light. The church has got to be fearless. The church has got to be an Issachar. If we don't protect the nation... Jeffrey, nobody will. Yeah, I, we, we need to arise. And what we need is to show what is it to represent the kingdom of God. I think what made uh, some of the things that made Donald Trump popular and things that he did that we always remember him for is like the, the way he moved the, uh, the capital of Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. That, that is something that is in the historical records. Uh, I I do not know the man personally. Sometimes he he there are people who feel sometimes as if he is very uh, forceful and sometimes he's seen as prideful. But there are things he did when he was president that people that endeared himself to the church. I remember during his first uh, during his inauguration, I saw some very very key evangelicals being lined up to pray for him. And what we need, we were very afraid, most of us, because uh, the Democrats, usually there's a degree in which the Democrats are, are, are known for their for being so liberal and being so uh, promiscuous in terms of allowing, uh, you know, tolerance of things that completely undermine the principles of fundamental Christianity uh, issues like uh, you know gayism or things like uh, abortion, and for us who represent the kingdom of God, we know that life begins at conception. Totally, so, totally. And, and, and we also believe that God created man, male, and created you know female, and those are distinct human beings, and and marriage can never and should never be between two members of the same sex. Totally, totally. That is an abomination. And sometimes I see what the Bible records in the book of Romans, where God gave, the Bible talks about God giving them up to a reprobate mind. Yes. For me, I have no doubt in my mind, uh, if somebody gets to where they violate the natural order of the family, those, and actually the word of God this is the way it, it, it puts it. Because they did not retain the knowledge, they did not want to retain the knowledge of God in their hearts and in their minds, God gave them up to a reprobate mind to do things that are not, uh, that are not 
the kind of it's, the word used there is seeming, uh, meaning there is abnormality in yeah. it. Yeah. So God can give people up, totally. and we have seen in this country. Uh, I believe there are some people who have been given up. No, no, I think you nailed it on the head, uh, Bishop. I'll tell you what, uh, we're, we're in desperate times. You know, I had several meetings lined up to meet with President Trump. Uh, it was just at Jerry World, you know, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys at their headquarters. Yeah. Spoke to bankers and entrepreneurs and uh, some of the richest men in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Trump, uh, some of his advisors were there. And, yeah. and I shared. Yeah. You know, uh, just like I did not too long ago, I spoke in Washington State to at a Republican conference, Whoa. and uh, because I'm trying to put in different uh, mm-hmm. conservatives into office, and, and I yeah. prayed for uh, it was a black uh, American uh, who's running now for governor in Washington mm-hmm. State, good yeah. man, Christian. Wow! And uh, so they had me open it up in prayer. He's been in my studios here, wow, um, trying to help him get elected, and yet um, I, I shared with him at the Republican. Conferences yeah. as well as yeah. uh, Jerry World, that uh, you know we can put the most conservatives in, and yes, mm-hmm. if we put you all in, you would mm-hmm. help delay the toppling of the republic. You would mm-hmm. help delay it because you are for America, for mm-hmm. our sovereignty. Yeah. But yet, if you come against sins of abomination like homosexuality, which many of you have accepted, we're going to be judged by God anyway. Yeah, and that is one of the things that leaders around the world should understand. It is possible for a nation to attract the judgment of God. Totally. By the way people conduct themselves. And uh, I want to say that in, in the nation of Kenya, we are going through challenging time because of the economic challenges, which are global in nature. But I have a feeling that we went through very, very difficult time. From the season, we had a locust invasion which was followed by COVID-19. Then after COVID-19, we went through the the worst drought we have known in about 40 years. And a lot of animals, both wildlife and domestic animals, died because there was no no fodder for them. Yes, yes. And uh, and then uh, we were going into this election that was so unusual, an election in which the, 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 the president at the time and his deputy were not together uh, because the president, the former president, chose to work with the opposition leader. So when we went to the election, you know, we had a situation which is unheard of. I don't know whether I've had it anywhere where a president was running against his deputy. They had formed one party, which was celebrated, but now they were not together. And we went through a very, very challenging time. But listen, the church gathered in Nyayo Stadium to pray for rain. We gathered there, and the president was able to join us. His wife is a, you know, his wife, Rachel, a believer, Her Excellency. A mobilization for prayer. And we prayed at Nyao Stadium. And the prayer was clear. We were petitioning God for rain. Do you know God opened the heavens and the rains came? Wow. As I'm talking to you now, Kenyan, most Kenyans have food. They have harvested maize. They have harvested beans and other, and other food items. So 
even if we may be having some challenges when it comes to issues of economics, at least food, food is there now. Amen. Why? Because God opened the heavens. You know, before- and that is why the Bible talks about if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, repent from their wickedness, and you know, and, and and be able to petition God that God would hear from heaven and heal their land. So that is what we need everywhere, not only in Kenya, not only uh, in America, but around the world, for people to know when people are in idolatry and debauchery and rebellion, they, that can attract the judgment of God. Totally, because God is still the King of Kings. Totally, yeah. So, 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 so that's what that's what I realized. Because you see, as a result of Adam's fall and rebellion, uh, he lost completely his ability to be able to serve God's purpose. And uh, what we need to understand is that the natural man only does that which is evil. So, for one to be changed. It is because of encountering the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I, re- I remember one uh, one Indian man years back preaching in one of our city halls in Nairobi, and he say he used to be a Hindu, and he said no one could change me, but Jesus did. Amen. <laughs> Second Chronicles seven fourteen is what you were referring. To. Yes, yes. You know, four sins bring judgment on a nation: idolatry, yeah. immorality, yeah. killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. Yeah. And so we are in a struggle in America, in Kenya, in nations all through the world, mm-hmm. and and we need to stand up. The more the nations mm-hmm. are righteous, it means the church is healthy. Yes, you know, yes, I yes. prophesied over uh, William Ruto yes. before he ever became vet president or yeah. vice president. Yeah, and um, I prophesied over him. I was with him for a solid hour. Yeah, and uh, then I was with uh, his wife. Yes, uh, a few years ago. Yes, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I took you. We, we were there, there together. Yeah, yeah, I took you there. <laughs> yeah, I, I went privately. I, I, I remember. I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember. And so, uh, you know. Uh, Biden's wife went to Kenya, and then the next day the Supreme Court ushered in uh, same-sex marriage. Uh, what a shame. And the yeah. church, uh, again, needs to understand that if this this stands, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not good. It's not good for Kenya. We've got to come against sins of abomination. Yeah, this is it. Uh, and that's what we are saying. Uh, the, the, I, I, I reference this scripture, and since I have it with me, maybe I can read it. Romans chapter 1, verse 26 to 29 says, For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For the women exchanged natural relations for that which is contrary to nature. That's homosexuality. And likewise, the men too abandoned natural relations with women and burned in their desire towards one another, males with males, committing shameful acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see it fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a depraved mind to do those things that are not proper. People having been filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, 
deceit and marriage. They are gossips. So this is what has happened where people have refused to acknowledge God. Because remember, the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, gives very clear instruction. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You've been watching, listening to The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Also, Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna, Langata Deliverance Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Now watch and listen and order the book, The Science of Judgment. Yes. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man Can Turn into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism. Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and Its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment? has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus, if laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Shalom.